0: There was a study done into box office sales um, comparative with weather and it found that when the weather was rainy and cold, tickets for feel-good films, rom-coms kind of rocketed. And that's a really meaningful insight if you're someone like Netflix for what kind of titles you're going to promote. I think if you're using weather-based targeting, then creative that resonates with the current conditions are going to perform best. But then you think about the social landscape.
1: The research and data is hugely significant.
0: When we combine all of these different touch points,
1: build that long term loyalty. And then diving into the clicks, to leads, to sales. It's gotten to a point where it can drive better results than audience targeting. And really is what's going to set you apart. You're tuning in. You're tuning in. You're tuning in to the How Agencies Thrive podcast. Hello, and welcome to the How Agencies Thrive podcast. My name is Matt, and I'm on the education and development team at StackAdapt, and today we have a very special episode centered around weather targeting, and mainly how you can leverage weather data to make your programmatic campaigns hyper-relevant to your audience. On this episode, we have Bobby White from Big Partnership, which is a full-service agency based in the UK. As always, we're going to have our guests introduce themselves, so Bobby, it's great to have you on the episode. Um, to help our listeners understand who you are, we'd love to hear a little bit more about you, about your agency, your role, and your areas of expertise.
0: Great. Thank you for having me. Um, so, yeah, I work for a Big Partnership, as you said. And we're a full-service marketing agency. Um, we're an integrated agency, so we work across PR, creative, digital. Um, I work within the digital team, and I am the paid media manager. So I take care of all kind of digital advertising, any sort of advertising that you pay for your placement. Um, so all things across social, YouTube, Google and programmatic, which is kind of what we'll cover today. Um, I've worked here for three years. Before that, um, I was in-house, but um, most of my experience from digital comes from working here at Big, um, servicing a kind of wide range of clients from third, sep- uh, third sector, corporate, consumer, um, Kind of covered a lot over the three years I've been
1: here. Fantastic! Well, it's great to have you on the episode. Um, It's it's kind of cool to see because when when I first started working on the podcast uh, two years ago, we were only working in North America. So it's awesome to have somebody from the UK joining the episode. So um, for anyone listening to this, the general structure of the episode will go through a number of questions. We'll take a break halfway through, but let's go ahead and get started. So. Uh, Bobby, just to bring everybody up to speed, for somebody who's never heard of this, who's never heard of weather targeting, how would you define this technology and what do you see the key benefits being?
0: Yes, yeah, so weather targeting is just another form of kind of refining when your ads are seen. So anyone that works in digital marketing will be used to refining that based on audience targeting, if we do that based on kind of browsing behavior and interests. Um, location-based targeting based on geography we even do like ad scheduling for when the ads are shown um, so weather targeting is just kind of another layer to that to allow you to define when ads are seen based on another element which is the weather um, so that means you can show different creatives for different weather conditions or you can only serve your ads in certain weather conditions or kind of upserve ads um, in certain weather conditions um, and this is kind of great to see this come to digital. Um, I think traditionally we've seen it out of home quite a lot. Um, you'll see that with like supermarkets and things, they'll kind of change their billboards um, that are outside their stores. If it's for if it's in the summer, it'll be like ice lolly, sun cream, things like that. Um, whereas when it's winter or drizzly weather, that changes to you know comfort and things like soup. Um, so it was great to kind of see this now. And been able to do digitally and where we can reach a a much wider mass while also applying other audience targeting metrics?
1: Yeah, well, you know, when we've been talking about weather targeting on our side, there's definitely been a lot of data around how the weather impacts consumer moods. And as, as we've watched programmatic grow over the last couple of years, this wasn't something that even I had thought about. But now that this technology is out and it's thriving, it's, it's so straightforward that this is a great tactic for anyone to use to serve hyper relevant messaging. So what I am interested to know is, you know, your experience using weather targeting, you know, how has it been a part of your overall strategy and some of the campaigns that you've been running on your side?
0: Yeah, so fairly new um, to us as well. And as you say, there's kind of loads of ways that weather targeting can be relevant in terms of how it affects us psychologically and things like that. Um, The most recent time I've used it as part of a sort of larger campaign that we were doing for a charity called Northwest Cancer Research. So every summer, their attention sort of switches to skin cancer, with the reason being that if you're from that part of the UK, you're 27% more likely to develop skin cancer. Which is pretty surprising because the notorious there is kind of, um, whether they're sort of notoriously unsummer-like, you know, it's very drizzly. It's not, we're not in like parts of Europe where we usually experience what we kind of associate with suntan and things like that. So with that, people are kind of lulled into a false sense of security in regards to sun safety. So our sort of objective of this campaign was to sort of turn up the volume on UV protection, sun safety, and sort of signs and symptoms of skin cancer because of this fact. So as an agency, we ran, as I say, it was a much larger campaign. We had PR, Net of Home Elements. We done like a, a sun cream cart tour across the UK. Um, we up we the Blackpool Tower. We went into schools and things like that. Um, but we also kind of realized that we need to activate this digitally due to its kind of ability to reach people at mass. Um, So that's when we used StackAdapt and I'd recently heard about the weather-based targeting. And naturally, this is quite a a good fit for it based on how skin cancer develops. So we used this um, as a kind of digital display campaign using weather-based targeting. So we didn't have a great deal of other audience targeting apart from in this region in the northwest of England. Um, But because skin cancer can affect anyone, other than that, our audience targeting was really wide to anyone. So that's where we played in weather as a factor instead. So that allowed us to kind of upscale our ads when the weather was really sunny. So this year um, we had multiple heat waves. So that was really good in allowing us to kind of dial that up a really strong message, a really high frequency of ads being served at that time as well during the heat waves. Um, But it also let us kind of tap into this false sense of security with the cloudy weather and change our messaging for using the cloudy weather. So of messages like you can still burn through clouds and um, even if you don't burn you, you can still be affected by the sun and the ability to do that really let us just kind of speak to the audience where the charity had recognized that that was a reason that people are kind of neglected sun safety was because of the weather so this let us really be hyper relevant with the weather they were currently experiencing and speaking to that about why sun safety was still important
1: awesome yeah i i remember reading about this specific campaign when we were getting started on a case study. And i I I think it it changed things for me in the way that I look at weather targeting because I was like, this is probably one of the most straightforward and impactful ways that I've seen it being used. Just because on the academy side, you know, we we look at features almost theoretically, but then looking at it in practice with a campaign like this, it was it was really interesting. So what I what I am interested to know about is kind of expanding on this campaign a little bit. You know, you, you mentioned some of the strategy and kind of what you assumed going into it and and how everyone would respond. But what was the general response? Were people very receptive to these creatives? Did it did it help the brand get their agents, get their uh, get their messaging across and kind of what was the general consensus on how the campaign went?
0: Yeah, totally. And I think what you're saying as well with those other campaigns, when it's maybe a more sort of theoretical Um, psychological almost using the weather people can draw better comparisons of maybe sales rising um, when they use the weather-based targeting whereas the objective of this campaign is obviously different and that there's no sort of conversion orientated goal in terms of sales or you know um, driving sign-ups or anything like that we weren't looking for an action Um, the whole point of it was to raise awareness and educate Um, so with that as well it's a little bit harder to measure because You know, there isn't a a, a metric that you can pin that on. Um, But we were really happy with the results and thought the weather-based targeting aligned so well with the campaign being directly related to weather and the research that the charity knew about people's thoughts with weather and sun safety. And, you know, we tried it with out-of-home elements as well when we were in the initial sort of planning stages of it. We kind of considered using out-of-home billboards and things like that. And there was just so much logistical and cost implications of that um, that we weren't able to implement it. And I think that would have been otherwise disappointing, but because we were able to do it digitally, um, that really helped us kind of drive up um, the awareness that we were able to deliver. Um, and in the end, we reached hundreds of thousands of users with a really kind of fairly small budget as a charity. So it's a finite budget um, that we had and the the frequency and the serving that we were able to use over the over the heat waves were so beneficial as well um, and something that aligned so closely with our client's goals so yeah really really happy with the results and so was the client as i say not as tangible to measure with things like uplifts because we're talking about such a a large topic of sun safety um but we were really pleased um, and looking at things like the engagement um and, and that it was was all really positive
1: in your experience in terms of creatives and formats what has worked best? for a weather targeting specific campaign?
0: I think if you're using weather-based targeting, then creative that resonates with the current conditions are going to perform best. So any sort of marketing messaging that can relate to what consumers currently experiencing is going to have the most sort of impact. So for example, if someone's outdoors in snow and you're advertising for a new type of jacket, you can kind of focus on the warming properties of that. Um, obviously. Retailers are going to be advertising things like jackets in winter anyway, seasonally. But with um, the weather-based targeting, you can kind of make that even more relevant to the conditions they are experiencing. So if it is snow, there can be snow featured in the creative. Um, it can mention the snow that that's what you're currently experiencing and the kind of properties or benefits of the jacket that directly to relate to, you know, warming or waterproof um, can be used as per the conditions. Um, And I think that's always where you're going to get the most sort of benefit um, from using this as a format is to really tap in and be hyper relevant um, to what the user is experiencing. In terms of formats, I've not really um, found one that I would say is definitively better than the other. Um, there There will be data out there for it, but I think... With this, it's always going to depend on your audience, what you're promoting, what the objective of the campaign is. And I think you're always best just to test um, and kind of work with as many formats as you can and refine it down rather than try and work off other people's data sets. Um, As I say, for the one we um, spoke about was display, but that was more born out of it worked better with our creative ideas rather than with the weather based targeting. And I think if you look at it from more, a holistic view, that's where you'll get the kind of better answer there um, in terms of actual kind of ad formats.
1: Awesome. Now, in a more practical sense of, of a, a listener who might want to get started with weather targeting, I kind of want to pick your brain a little bit on not only what some of the best practices would be for getting started, but also any limitations and kind of the best way to, to mitigate those limitations that you can succeed with this format.
0: Yeah, I think there's no point in using technology for technology's sake. So we spoke about, you mentioned um, at the start that there's, there's loads of examples where um, weather influences behaviour and things like that. So always use those kind of data points to steer what, how your campaign messaging will be. For example, I've seen a brand, and luckily I can't remember the name of the brand because I probably shouldn't name and shame them, but they've kind of done a a campaign that was like a rising discount with rising temperature over summer and the product had nothing related to weather or anything like that. It was just a sort of, to me, it felt gimmicky that it was just like a marketer knew about the feature, had discovered this feature and had made use of it and also slightly in bad taste considering we're going through a climate crisis. But that didn't to me seem meaningful or a good use of data for weather-based forecasts. But that being said... Like you said, I wouldn't underestimate there being a link with weather. Other than the state of the economy, it is the biggest influence on consumer buying behavior. So it affects if you know, you're going to walk into town or get a taxi, if you're going to go out to a restaurant or if you're going to order takeaway, maybe where you're booking holidays and things like that. Um, I also read that there was a study about when we kind of have that physical need for warmth when it's colder, we also have a psychological need for warmth. So there was a kind of study done into box office sales um comparative with weather. And it found that when the weather was miserable and rainy and cold, that um, tickets for kind of feel-good films, rom-coms, all um, kind of rocketed and that's a really meaningful insight if you're someone like netflix for what kind of titles you're going to promote and that's maybe a not so obvious insight but there is a clear link there and um, that so it's about kind of learning your consumers and working with your data and finding those data points where there are and not just using it as a sort of gimmicky feature because it, you can because it's available
1: yeah so so it's almost not even about kind of objectively looking at the weather and how that might impact things it's it's really about going into the the weeds with the consumer psychology and understanding based on how the weather is where where are people going to be at what are they going to need and it's it's yeah it's 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 definitely a, an interesting piece of technology and it's it's unique to to some of the things that we've seen in the last couple of years so what I wanted to do is was ask you, you know, it, it might not even be a campaign that you've personally worked on. But in terms of a, a unique uh, use case for this technology, I mean, you just mentioned a great one about about box office sales and that uh, that psychological need for warmth. But are there any other ones that you've seen that have kind of been a, a standout as as a really cool use case for this technology?
0: Yeah, one that I've seen that is maybe not you know, the most out of the box, but I think it worked really well and it had really um, tangible results. And that was in um, the Egyptian Tourism Authority. So they'd done a big case study with Google, it actually was that they'd used a kind of third party tool um, for the weather targeting. But basically they wanted to look beyond their sort of usual tourism campaigns of things like the pyramids that they're, they're so famous for. And they wanted to draw upon the fact that they're one of the sunniest countries on the planet. And that was specifically aimed to British travellers, again, kind of playing into again the fact that we have miserable weather here so they made the focus of the campaign their temperature their climate and they didn't want them they kind of done this by kind of juxtaposition that against the UK's weather so in a similar way they used the current weather conditions in cities across the UK so the the drizzle um if it was drizzling in London they would show a drizzling creative all other creatives paused that And that one was enabled to kind of coincide with the weather conditions there. And then that was offset against um, the sort of sunny skies of Egypt that they were experiencing at that moment as well. And kind of with all the familiar um, tourist spots at the pyramids and things like that. And that kind of tapped into that escapism. Um, And again, the psychological, although it is practical and that's the way that you're experiencing it as that sort of, Psychological, doesn't that look much nicer there, what you'd be experiencing right now if you were in Egypt compared to what you're experiencing right here in London. Um, So I thought that was was really clever and kind of different from the traditional. And looking at the results from that, they had a really tangible result, which was that the searches for um, holidays to Egypt from the UK were up 134% year on year, which I think is just a really amazing result as a clearly a direct result of that campaign.
1: Fantastic. Well, Bobby, I'm not going to try to put you too much on the spot at the end because this question's a bit of an audible. But for anyone listening who's looking to stay on top of trends and tips for success, pretty much anything programmatic, what are some resources that you personally use and, and some resources that you would recommend for anyone who's trying to stay on top of the industry?
0: I think staying on top of trend spotting is the main thing. There's kind of this move, I think, um, with consumerism in general to these sort of deep communities, um, rather than this sort of trying to reach the masses, which is often been done because people want to reach a large number of people. You know, they always kind of go for a mass, but more and more that that's not the way kind of consumers are moving with things. If you look at things like TikTok and you know twitch and discord and things all these sort of platforms are becoming um more and more popular due to the kind of the deep communities that are being cultivated within them so i think that is where the kind of future is headed for consumerism Um, and i think brands just now should be looking at kind of speaking to these multiple communities um, in different ways and giving these communities different experiences rather than the kind of usual appealing to the masses
1: Fantastic. Well, Bobby, thank you so much for for joining. For anyone who's been listening to this episode, we hope that you took away some key insights on weather targeting. We hope you have a much better understanding of how this works and, and what some of the benefits are. So again, Bobby, thank you so much for joining. This has been the How Agencies Thrive Podcast, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been the How Agencies Thrive Podcast. If you like what you heard, then there's three things that you can do to support the show. Number one, subscribe. Number two, leave us a review. And number three, share our podcast on social media or with anyone who might find value in this content. If you have questions or feedback, or just want to learn how agencies and brands work with StackAdapt, you can find us at stackadapt.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.